This is One in 54, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. One in 54 is a weekly show devoted to topics related to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to One in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning, I am honored and very pleased to have uh, uh, former Senator, former New York State Senator Roy McDonald um, on the show with me. So, Roy McDonald, good morning. Thank you for being with us. Good morning. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and let's hope the weather stays nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've come into some, some beautiful spring and now it's starting to feel already like summer weather getting warmer around yeah. here in the Hudson Valley so um, so you know I I know of your work and your passion um, both in in the in the with a focus on on mental health issues and committees you've been on as well as um, specifically autism and we're gonna get into all of that um, but I would love to just ask you to give us a little background on yourself. I know that before you were a senator, you were an assemblyman, but before that, you also had uh, uh, some, you know, other things happening in your life, things that probably informed you as to who you are today. So if you could just give us an overview, some background on yourself, that would be great to start. Well, sure. I'm I'm, uh, originally from the city of Troy, uh, New York, and I live now up in Saratoga County and I've lived here a long time. Uh, uh, Never in my family structure was there anybody uh, with mental health issues that, that I know of. Uh, and like so many other people, if you don't have it in, as a friendship or you don't have it in the family, you have a tendency not to think much about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, that certainly drove me when I was a legislator uh, that I had um, uh, my my three daughters. My oldest daughter had uh, two children very closely together. And we found out that both of them were autistic. So it it it, it made me want to help these people. And more importantly, I got to know all the the people in, in my communities and, and the problems that they had. And I wanted to help them. Now, I came from a, a low-income uh, home in, in the city of Troy. My father was a laborer in a steel mill. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it helped me. I worked in that steel mill in the summers when I was going to college. And it helped me uh, uh, realize that not everybody is born with a golden spoon in their mouth. And uh, trying to help people <clears throat> and coming from a, a low-income family, uh, uh, you know, you saw what was being done and, you know, kind of pointed me into a variety of different areas. And, and one of them was... Uh, uh, government. Okay, uh, I was a legislator uh, in Saratoga County's Board of Supervisors, and I also uh, was a supervisor of, uh, of the town of Wilton, a tremendously good town. And you get to know people much better, okay, when you're that close to them. And then I became an assembly member and then a Senate member, and uh, it was very exciting uh, doing that. But I realized uh, one day. Uh, when I was in the assembly, uh, my wife gave me a call, and we were waiting for uh, the uh, analysis of our oldest grandson, mm-hmm. if he was autistic or not. And I was in the legislature, and, uh, you know, uh, I remember, you know, they came up and said, your wife's on the phone. And she said, unfortunately, but, you know, uh, he's definitely in the, he was, not, you know, high in the the, you know, the the the, rhetoric, the, the whole thing, mm-hmm. okay, uh, he wasn't doing good. 
And I remember I sat down there and there was uh, uh, another assembly person sitting next to me. I was, I'm a Republican and he was a Democrat and he said, mm-hmm. you know, what happened? You know, they were worried about that phone call coming in. I told him and he says, listen, we'll do anything on our side of the, you know, to help out. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that, uh, there's a lot of people out there. If you can communicate with them, we're going to find people to help us out. Yeah. Now, I've been fortunate. Uh, I had good corporate, corporation jobs before I got into government. And, you know, uh, right now I'm retired and, uh, uh, you know, looking to help out my daughter and her two sons. Uh, they, you know, they go to uh, the Wildwood School in Albany. It's okay. a very good school. Yes. It's a day school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, they're about an, a year and a half apart, 18 and 16. And, uh, and they live close to where we are, thank God. You know, they're only maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes away. Mm-hmm. And what do you do, uh, okay, as I saw it, what do you do with the people who, who do not uh, uh, have that kind of structure. I have a wonderful wife, okay, been married to her for a long time. Okay, what about the other people? And, and one story that I always tell people, you know, once I was a legislator and involved in this, I would be maybe in a supermarket or some kind of outside activity, and somebody would come up and talk talking to me about the, their child or, you know, their, their uncle or something like this that was the problem. And I remember uh, I was retiring, and I had about a month to go, and it was uh, in the wintertime up in Saratoga, and I was going home, and I, we traveled a great deal throughout the state with the, uh, you know, this type of program. Mm-hmm. And I remember going into a, a, a local Stewart's store, and it was raining, and it was cold, and it was about 10 o'clock at night, and nobody was there but me. And I said, well, I'm going to give my my ice cream, my gasoline, and I got a little card that my daughter gave me, one of my daughters gave me for a free ice cream. Yeah. And I walked in, there was nobody there except a, a young man way in the back, you know, putting stuff on the, uh, you know, I don't know what he was doing. And and, and uh, uh, the lady behind the cash register and she was young and uh, very thin and kind of sad. And and she mm-hmm. said, she I walked up to pay my bill and she says, "Excuse me, are you the senator?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Yes, ma'am." And I thought, well, maybe somebody's going to complain about the budget. Yeah. <laughs> you get all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, you'd heard it before. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I said, "Yes, ma'am. I, I see you every day." I had no idea what she was talking about. Mm-hmm. And she says, "My son is autistic, and you know." Uh, in Saratoga County, the program, they brought him down to the Capitol, okay, mm-hmm. in groups, and they had a picture taken of me. She put it on the television. Oh. So he, he was with that. And I said, I said, how you doing? Yeah. Now, this woman did not look good. I mean, she. I wanted to take her out and have dinner, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she was kind of sad. I said, how are the people who own this business treating you? They, they treat me fantastic, she said. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, she said, well, you know, I live in a trailer park down the road. And, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't mean something negative or positive. Right. She says, and it's close to my, my mother, okay? Mm-hmm. And and she said, uh, you know, my boyfriend's split and I have another child, uh, okay? And I'm saying, who's helping this woman? Right. Who's helping this woman help this kid? Mm-hmm. So it's not just about the person. It's about the whole family structure, whether it's there or not, and somebody to help them out. And that kind of spurned me. I must have meant 
and still do people meet people at the mall or something like this. And, and they've got a story to tell and it's a sad story. Yeah. Okay. And they, they come up to me and to tell you the truth, I was never a sad person. And, and my wife and, and I would say, we got, we got to do this. This is more than just uh you know, one day, Oh, let's do a autism or whatever problems they got. This mm-hmm. is, this is an issue. Yeah. Okay. I, I am blessed with three daughters and three great son-in-laws. And each of my daughters uh, and their husbands have got two kids apiece. You know, everybody's got, and everybody sticks with, you know, my older daughter with her her, her sons and, and, mm-hmm. and her husband. But it's hard. I'm saying if it's hard, my son-in-law has got a wonderful family structure. We've got a wonderful family structure. What about the people who don't? Who don't, right. And it's, and so we get, this is more than an issue. And, and that's why, you know, this is, this is, should be a basically a family structure that's maybe not your family, but you think you have that family. And I've seen organizations like that. Some of the ARC, uh, Bridges, certainly, uh, uh, where I am, uh, you know, they have senior people with all kinds of disabilities mm-hmm. and they try to make it as homey as possible. But what it comes down, Eliza, Mm-hmm. I'm in the game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I want to be in the game. And, um, uh, I, you know, somebody will ask me and I say, hey, listen, here's humanity. You're walking into the mall, maybe or walking down the street. But if you're walking in the mall or down the street and you see somebody coming the other way and they have somebody who's got a disability, maybe an awkward disability, there's mm-hmm. a tendency not to look up at them or there's a tendency to walk away. Yeah. I said, human beings are human beings. I probably did that when I was younger. Right now, I go up to them and say hello. Yeah. I want them to know they got a friend. Mm-hmm. I don't care what color the people are. I don't care where they're from. You know, I don't care anything. All of a sudden, I care about these people. And it took me a while. It's a learning lesson, okay? Yeah. But, you know, and that's the way, you know. And I th- by the way, I think there's a lot of people in our society doing that now. So we yeah, want to keep I, that. But I would agree. We're going to take a quick break in a second. I need to stop you there just for a moment. However, uh, before we go to break, I just want to, to reinforce, you know, what I think you're saying, just to sum it up in, in a way, which is you you found one enormous gap, which is that without the type of family structural, immediate family structure um, that is, you know, often there for, for some people to support them when they're going through any sort of challenge, including, um, you know, an unexpected diagnosis of a young child or several young children in a family were, who were going to have needs that were nobody was sort of planning right. for. And you expanded that um, to, to recognize that not only do not does not everybody have that, but the beautiful thing that I think you recognize is that it is possible to recreate a structure similar to that within a community. And, Absolutely. And, yeah. And, and when we come back from our break, I want to get into some of the specific things that are going on now um, that we can talk about that are happening, um, some, of the, some of the changes that are going forward. So I think you left off in a great place where you're starting to see more of that. And so am I. So we're going to Good. jump back into that in just a few, uh, few seconds. So this is one, okay. in 50, 1 in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to Autism Spectrum Disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and we'll be right back. You've heard it said, he's a diamond in the rough. Or maybe, diamonds are forever. Here's something else I've learned about diamonds. They're just pieces of coal put under pressure for a long, long, long time. So when I start feeling like I want to give up, I think about that little piece of coal. And if that piece of coal can make something of itself by not giving up, 
so can I. Persistence is in you. Pass it on. From passiton.com. And now, 1 in 54 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism. Welcome back to 1 in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I am uh, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning, I'm talking with Roy McDonald, former New York State Senator and Assemblyperson um, and community member in the Saratoga region of New York State. Um, Roy, you just went over a lot of your, your background, kind of um, your personal connection to your two wonderful grandsons who are both on the autism spectrum and your family. And, and I love where we left off, which was... Uh, recognizing both the types of challenges and hardships that so many people face as they are figuring out uh, how best to raise their children or their, you know, support their loved one with autism, whether you have a, a, a sort of an internal family structure to help you or not. But the positive piece that we ended on was that we're starting to see some changes in communities as communities start to recognize that they can fill that gap where uh, we're needed. So, if I could pick back up on there and ask you about some of the things that you um, and your wife and, and maybe other members of your family uh, have seen and have maybe spearheaded, um, I'll, I'll throw this one out to you that I want you to definitely talk about, which is the Saratoga County, Saratoga County Autism Council. Um, but there may be other things. So, so now let's move to like, what are you seeing happening in your community? What gives you... Um, optimism and and hope and, and a sense that things are changing for the better well i more and more people okay uh especially up where i am the you know, saratoga county uh, has become one of the fastest growing counties in upstate new york and maybe mm -hmm. the fastest which means a lot of people are moving up here and mm -hmm. and a lot of the people uh you know they're younger people uh than in the past and this has been happening for the last 10 20 years and it's getting even more so uh, and what what they bring then is um, uh, children, and and the situation is that all of a sudden uh, these problems start becoming public problems, and 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 the, and the people are are going to the local governments. Okay, uh, I can remember a very sad situation many many years ago when I was a, a very young guy and I was the supervisor of the town of Wilton. And uh, one of the uh, ARC Bridges um, uh, organization was just new, and they wanted to build a home for people with disabilities mm -hmm. in the town. And ironically, uh, you know, I, I was I think I, I think I was 31 or something like this, and uh, you know, I had a flood of people come into the town hall on meetings saying they didn't want them there. Yep. And I was trying to figure out. You know, what, what, what is it in the first place? Well, then I realized, uh, you know, they took me on tours and stuff. This was a real sad problem. And, and we had to talk to people, the, the residents, they thought they were taking criminals or something. And, you know, today, that facility has been up for several years. And today it is part of the community, the people there. So you got to talk to other people and you got to, you got to persuade them that we're all human beings here and, mm -hmm. uh, uh, we're all taking care of each other. Uh, it takes time for us that politicians can be very helpful doing that. They can't run away from that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, now that the people are coming in, it's kind of like that lady I described earlier on 
she did not have much money, and she was scrambling just to, to, to pay her pay. I don't worry about the people with the money, okay, in mm-hmm. the family structure. I'm worrying about some of these people that don't have that, right. okay? And, and I think that's going to take some money. It's going to take some patience, and it's going to take some people helping them, helping them. Organizations like Anderson, they got to have people who understand this stuff. Yeah. So they just can't say, here I am, I want to help. we got to help them. Uh, we got to give them education, how to deal with their, their family structure. And in some cases, some people will show up and say, listen, me and my family have been fortunate, so I don't need any education and help for my family, but I want to help other people. So what have you got to offer us? Right. Okay. Okay. What programs in in in, in the uh, uh, learning process that we can get here? Because the more we know, uh, okay, about uh, how to treat people with autism or any kind of disability, the better off we're going to be. And I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people out there, and you, I'm sure you see this. They could be making a lot more money in their jobs, but they're doing, they're d- dedicated to these disability jobs. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, we we talk about our, the, the direct support professionals who work here at Anderson as, as heroes, and I think that a lot of they're, they're absolutely heroes. the same. Um, especially now on top of everything, you know, how difficult their job is and, and how important their job is and the rate of pay um, is, is, is quite a challenge um, because it's, it's just not funded at a high level. Um, but then, but then in addition, you talk about a pandemic and uh, I was blown away over the past year, absolutely blown away by the, the comments and the, and the response that uh, the direct support professionals here at Anderson had when it came to the decision to come to work um, when they have their own families at home. And, and their response overwhelming was, well, overwhelmingly was, we'll be here. This is what we do. This is, you know, and they found ways to both keep their themselves and their families safe, as well as recognizing that without them, um, you know, there would have been no way for, for Anderson's programming to continue. And that probably goes across the board for all of those types of programs. Um, well, they, it, it's, yeah. it's critical. Yeah. And, 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 and we can, you know, uh, there'll be people out there and say, well, I don't have any family members in it, so I don't have to help out. <laughs> Most of the people, if you come out and you, you communicate with the community, say, listen, we need some volunteers here, mm-hmm. and we need some part-time staff here because we can't get full-time staff, and they got to be responsible people, okay? And this is one thing. We should go to some of these churches. We should go to organizations, okay, some of the nonprofit organizations, okay? That it, and, and a lot of these men and women are waiting for somebody to say, we need to help. They're going to drop everything and go help. Yeah. We, we, we underestimate our, our country. There's more good than bad, a lot more good than bad. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear you say that. I, I, I agree with you. I think that um, and one of the things that you're really reinforcing, which is which is definitely resonating with me, is, you know, you can stand up in, in front of a TV camera or put together a video and talk about how important these things are. But there is an enormous difference between doing that and actually walking through your community and talking to people. Um, I was recently, all throughout April, I was asked several times, you know, to sort of comment on, you know, Autism Awareness Month, Autism Acceptance Month, you know, those changes that are occurring. What does that mean? And I always find myself, you know, ending up talking about almost exactly the story that you just told, that, that, Oftentimes, somebody who's walking on the street or in a grocery store or at the bank um, and, and maybe is with a child or even or an adult um, 
uh, loved one that they're with who's struggling. And it, it to me, it all becomes about being kind and choosing a kind thing to do, whether that's saying to yourself, maybe this person just needs space. They certainly don't need me maybe like just staring at them and trying to, you know, uh, figure out what's going on. And and sometimes it's just about walking up and saying, hi, you know, are, is everything okay? Can my observation, I always tell people, don't look at me like a former senator or whatever. Look at me as a grandfather. That's the way. That's the best role, the best thing I've ever been. Okay. And I said, I don't like it when I go over to my daughter's house or she comes here and, and her and her husband are sad for whatever reason. And then we have to get it out of them. You know, what's that? You know, well, here's the thing right now. Uh, you know, one of the, uh, the, the grandsons is acting up. And in the past, they would go over to Four Winds, which is a wonderful mm-hmm. medical facility in Saratoga. And the doctor would, you know, they give them some kind of medicine. Mm-hmm. Now they can't, they don't have doctors there. Oh. Now they're going to go out and get somebody. I realize that, but we can't have them constantly coming and going. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have to turn around and, and tell people be when we get good doctors and services or just people, volunteers, we got to respect them. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I've told people, I said, Hey, listen, for, you know, just think of it as if you're in this situation and nine out of 10 people, you know, when you make them, they pay attention and then we've got to get out uh, and teach them. So say, hey, I'm ready to go, but we got to give them something to know that will be really helpful in the whole structure. And some and, and we got to get some of these organizations that, you know, churches. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is, I, and I'm not pushing any religion. Whatever, right. bring well, in, you know, where, and, places where people gather, right? I mean, yeah, I, I want, and normally they're pretty good people. Okay, mm-hmm. I, and then some of these nonprofits. Now, I happen to be a member uh, of the Elks Club and have been for many years yeah. in Saratoga. They're always looking to help somebody. Yes, they are. They they, they feel that they have an obligation. Okay. And th- th- and there's other groups like that, the Rotary Club. You can go on, but we got to get out there in front of them and then advertise. This is an advertisement situation, okay? Right. We got to advertise. We got some sad people out here. We got some difficult yeah. people out here, okay? We, we we have to we have to wrap up. I I just want to give a couple of seconds so we can kind of sum up what we're sure. saying here and what you're saying. And and I, I think a big message that's coming to me from from everything you're talking about is that that the good news is there are a tremendous number of different opportunities to connect within and and throughout your communities um where people gather places of worship elks club rotary clubs schools um and also you know one of the things that anderson is doing as you know um is is partnering with suny empire state college around the center for autism inclusivity and trying to grow the number of professionals in the field as well as providing direct right. services to the underserved population and encouraging and providing support so that more people on the spectrum can can and uh, access a college education online in a way that is really de- designed to support them as they go through that. So there's like really huge um, collaborations. And then and then there's the interpersonal one-to-one. You walk into, you know, the, the store to get your coffee or your ice cream and you just 
engage in a conversation instead of saying, hmm, that person looks sad as you're walking out the door. You stayed right. and you talked. And and I think that that's a really great message for our listeners to take away today. Um, unfortunately, we have to end, but I want to thank you. Roy McDonald, you, you are a man who's done many things, um, but I just want to reiterate what you said last, which is, um, you know, first and foremost, and, and maybe best of all, you are a grandfather and, and it's beautiful to hear you talk about your experience, but also about your past really based on um, members of your family and and what you're bringing to your community through that. So I really appreciate your time today and all that you you shared. Well, I appreciate the opportunity and I look forward to maybe stopping down there again. We'd love to have you. You're always welcome. Okay. Yep. (laughs) And along with my wife. Okay. And uh, I wish the best. And if I can ever be of help anytime, anywhere, just give me a call. Well, you are every day, clearly, but thank you. So Roy McDonald, former senator, former assembly person, uh, all around wonderful guy and exceptional grandfather. Thank you for being on 1 in 54 today. It's been a pleasure. Yes. Thank you. Bye-bye. This is 1 in 54, the (laughs) weekly talk show on topics related to autism and spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski. And remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to 1 in 54, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at the same time next week. 